Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. You have property prices that have been fueled by this stimulus or this low interest rate environment for such a long time. And, you know, the banks have sort of relaxed their lending. So at the moment, at the moment, more people have a lot more money out in the market at very, very low rates. So they've invested in real estate because that's the one that's been moving. And now things could be on the turn for them. So, so if you are sort of looking or in the market at the moment, you really have to prepare yourself for that tightening of interest rates, which means that um, the amount of money that you have to pay per month will probably start to go higher than what you've actually entered the market into. Hi, this is Caroline Stephen, and this is Talking Trading. Property markets around Australia have boomed during the time of COVID. Share traders are also property investors. Today, we look at the current property climate with economist Jonathan Barrett. Last year, I completed Cert 4 qualifications in mortgage broking. And as mortgage brokers can hold your financial life in their hands, I also asked Jono questions on how to navigate the lending landscape. But first, here's Louise Bedford in MindPower. We have a negativity bias. We all pay more attention to things that are negative and things that can hurt us. It makes sense from an evolutionary perspective. If our ancestors didn't pay attention to that glint of eye, that flash of tooth in the distance, then heck, we wouldn't be here today. But the problem is, as a trader, this negativity bias can scare you out of positions. Some of the ways this can manifest is if you are over-checking your trades, if every night you come home and you go, heck, what happened on the markets? Or worse, you've got it on your phone. So you don't even have to wait for the end-of-day data to kick in. Just leave your stop in place and let that stop loss take you out of the position automatically. And stop looking at the news. The news can trigger that fear factor that amygdala response from a neuroscience perspective that actually makes you want to fight or flight your way out of this situation. Rather than being that focused, detached, somewhat bored trader, all of a sudden you're in attack mode and you're waiting for things to go wrong and waiting for things to be a threat. It makes you twitchy. It makes you unfocused in the trading world. So stop watching the news, stop checking your trades, set automatic stops and just let those take you out of the market. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Saliba and 
I listen to Talking Trading with Caroline Stephen. You ought to, too. And now here's economist Jonathan Barrett for a look at the hot property climate around Australia. John Barrett, hello and welcome back to Talking Trading. Welcome. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me back. John, the RBA has made an announcement. What is happening to interest rates? Oh, look, uh, it, it is. It's uh, whether you like it or not, I think interest rates will be moving up. Um, you know, when we, when we really look, RBA announcement uh, came in and, and basically said that that they, they will look to move on interest rates, but it's still a, a fair way away. They're still looking at that 2023 level, 2024. I think the market is saying it's a lot closer than that, and I think that's the concern that we have to look at because I think other central banks around the world are starting to move. We do have the F, uh, the Fed announced on what they're expecting. We're expecting to see a lot more tapering, i.e. tightening of interest rates via, uh, via uh, bond purchases. So that means that money's getting tighter, and as a result of that, that's the forerunner for interest rates moving up. Australia still has very low interest rates, and I think our anticipation is that they will move sooner rather than later. So I'd be a little bit cautious on, on sort of working out what I'm going to buy in the property market and how I'm going to fund it. So that was my next question. What does this mean for homeowners and property investors? Look, it's, it's, it's got to be, it is quite tricky. There's no doubt about it, Caroline, um, because you have property prices that have been fueled by this stimulus or this low interest rate environment for such a long time. And, you know, and the banks have sort of relaxed their lending. So at the, moment, at the moment, more people have a lot more money out in the market at very, very low rates. So they've invested in real estate because that's the one that's been moving and now things could be on the turn for them. So, so if you are sort of looking or in the market at the moment, you really have to prepare yourself for that tightening of interest rates, which means that um, the amount of money that you have to pay per month will probably start to go higher than what you've actually entered the market into. So you've got to prepare uh, a little bit more of a budget because those rates or the amount you have to pay back on your interest and principal will actually increase um, once the RBA lifts their interest rates. Jono, you're an economist and a financial commentator, and you have an Australian financial securities license. What's the difference between an AFSL and being a more registered mortgage broker in Australia? Well, I don't think there's a there's a big difference. I think the, the overarching um, the overarching is the fact that it's regulated. Um, when you look at the mortgage industry, when you look at the uh, financial services licences, they're all in the same sort of category where they are highly regulated. And, and with you have an AFSL, you have to show that you've got the necessary experience and the capital to run a business and to be able to have the, the experience to advise people correctly. And I think that to me is, is why it's regulated. And, and also because it's a very technical game, but and a lot of mums and dads always buy a house. So they need to understand what the risks are. They need to understand what they're getting into, what they're actually buying and how they've got to fund it. The best way to do that is through someone who's a professional, someone who's regulated by ASIC. He's done his certificate for in finance and mortgage broking, for instance, um, and, and, and he's with a registered company that is either part of uh, ASIC or regulated by ASIC and also one that falls within the National Consumer Credit Protection Act. 
and, and that gives the buyer uh, of the mortgage um, the fact that they've got someone that's guiding them through this whole process and outlining the risks that are involved in loaning vast amounts of money. I have heard compliance say, officers say that the Australian mortgage broking industry is a semi-regulated industry at this stage. Would you agree? No, I, 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 although people would say it's semi-regulated, there are very hefty fines if you're doing the wrong thing. Um, you know, ASIC is, is highly regulated, particularly when you look at that retail market. And, 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 you know, if, in fact, there are any concerns that you do have, you can always go to ASIC and put a complaint in. There, or the, the mortgage broker or any financial advisor needs to do the right thing by their client. And I think what you will find, even if it appears to be semi-regulated at the moment, you will find that it'll tighten up. You will find that the advisors that you'd be talking to would, would be those people that are, have passed their exams and they're regulated by a company that's also regulated by ASIC. Okay, let's talk about risk and position sizing because in property you're playing with the biggest position size of all, which is houses. How important is position sizing, Jono, in both the markets and property? Look, I think when you're looking at, at, at property, um, you know, these days you've got the lending requirements, uh, criteria that the banks and finance institutions offer. Um, be guided by that. Always take a second opinion too because you know, the amount of money which you are loaning, you also have to be able to pay that back, whether it's an endowment mortgage where you pay the interest or principal and interest. You really need to understand that you've got that ability to pay that back because if you do start to default, then they've got the right to take that property off you. So, so when you are looking at that position, just make sure it's affordable. Make sure it is something that you know that you can finance. And I would also put a couple of scenarios together. I would say, well, Given what my rate of interest is that I have to pay, what would happen if it went up by 1% or 2%? Can I still afford that? And to me, that is the key at the moment. As we're transitioning into another economic environment, a tightening bias, running scenarios uh, through and through again so you know you can afford it. If you can't afford it, then you have to do make some very, very hard decisions. So who would you recommend you get a second opinion from and who would you recommend would cross-check your figures or the figures that you've been presented with? I think it's, it's sort of in a funny way. It's, it's, you, you can do it yourself, but if you haven't, your accountant. Just have a look at it and say, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Um, a financial advisor should be able to help you. Um, you know, it, it's sort of, or even a, a friend that, that has a little bit of nous in terms of where I had loaned money before. Um, I can remember when I first started in the property market, interest rates were at 17%. So I had to make sure that I could find that. Now, that was a very long time ago, but it also was a, a very interesting market because I had to make sure I could afford it. Um, and that, to me, is the key. It's that planning that you need to do. Um, hopefully, we'll never get interest rates to that level, but they were at that level a long time ago. I'm not going to say how long, but they were there. Um, and then they just continued to come lower. But, uh, but at this end of the range where interest rates are very low, it's very critical. I think that people do their scenarios, test the scenarios. What would happen if interest rates moved up by 1%, 2%? Can I still afford it? Remember, we haven't yet seen wage growth. So this will go to the bottom line very, very quickly and hurt people if they haven't planned. I remember this story from you that you had property at 17% and it was a big issue for you. Jono, can we talk about your views on leverage, leverage in property and the markets? I think leverage is a double-edged sword. 
Um, you know, you really have to, to understand that leveraging. Um, you understand that it works for you. And, and, and believe you me, a lot of people have, have made some very, very decent returns just in the last or during the COVID issue because liquidity has been so loose. And, and if they haven't capitalised on, remember markets go up and also can come down just as quick. So it always is that concern. So leveraging is good if you understand it. When I always look at leverage, whenever I look at a position, I say, what is the full value of the position? And then I look to try and halve it. And then I know that that's something I can afford. If the market does go against you, you have to then start to make those decisions. And they're tough decisions. But if you don't make those decisions, then in this case, the bank can come in and take the property from you and they will just sell it and then you'll be left with the debt. So it's very critical to make sure you can afford, look for those signs. If it is your house, great, but you just might have to work harder to keep it. And what do you say about equity release and equity release on places of residence? Look, I think at the right level, it works. Um, and I also think that, that we are living longer. Um, if I were looking at equity release um, and I didn't have the finances to see through my pension, I think that is okay, but be very wary um, when you look at it. And I would only look at towards the tail end of my not career, but when you're we're in your late 70s or 80s, if you really need it. But at, at our age, you know, you really need to, uh, I'm going to say not our age, at any time, if you are going to do equity release there, you're leveraging yourself into something else. So that capital really has to work for you. So you really have to understand, you know, what, rele- what you're releasing and then what you are investing in. I mean, they're quite crazy. You can release equity to buy another property. Okay, we've got leverage again. So all of a sudden, be aware, do the maths, make sure you can finance it. Okay, so let's talk about property prices during COVID. What's happened to them? Look, it's been, um, it's, it's actually been a, a very interesting market. We, we haven't seen wage growth, okay, but we've seen the, the cost of money come down dramatically. Uh, RBA, we're talking about 0.1%. So, you know, when you look at these sorts of things and you, you look at rentals, then you can easily afford it. So the property prices have moved quite quickly. And we're looking at about 18 months where some places are looking at 20 to 30% gain. I mean, this is a phenomenal move. This is not real investing. Um, it, in my mind, it's what we call a super normal profit uh, if people take, take advantage of it. Um, it you know, it, 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 these sorts of returns just don't happen in such a sport, but small base of time. But they have been there to help support industry. We've had that looser monetary policy to help the stim stimulate the economies when we've really should have gone through a contraction phase uh, due to COVID. But this is all a very interesting place because people are taking profits, people are holding, but generally 80% of the people will always hold because it's their family home. Um, it's more those traders or those people that are looking to speculate on the property, which will be the ones that might have to move. Any advice, final words of advice for people who are speculating on property? I, I think that if they, they understand, now, I think one of the interesting things is that when you are speculating on property, the whole industry has shifted one way in terms of its costings. Um, you know, the, to buy the asset, to redevelop the asset, and then to sell it, all these things, a lot more costings have come into it. So you really are working from your spreadsheet. And you've got to stick to that spreadsheet as much as possible. And it's those returns. I would also be very cautious at the moment 
um, you know, because we have moved from a loose monetary policy to a very dovish tone, which we're seeing from the RBA. And that would say that, that we're potentially going into a cooling off period in certain areas. And that cooling off period might last for a good uh, you know, 12 to 18 months. So I'd be cautious about investing at this time. But then, hey, look, if you always get a good, good, good return or if you see a good opportunity and that opportunity is right, then it does make sense. But do the maths before you do it. John O'Barrett, always a pleasure. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Caroline. And that's all for today's show on the hot property market. Stay tuned for highlights of 2021's guests on Talking Trading. I'm Caroline Stephen. Take care. See you next week. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.